Hello and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin, where we, we will be discussing the first half, or it's the first episode, of Wheel of Time, Book 2, The Great Hunt. We are your hosts, John. And Johnny. And uh, I guess we'll kick it off by uh, asking Johnny how he thought of it in relation to the um, first book. All right, so we're going with the comparison right off the bat. Okay. Of course. So, what else um, because it's a, it is because it's a sequel, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, th there are like more books in the series than Side of the World, right? Um, I heard that's what I heard. <laughs> okay. Um, I seem to remember reading some more other than the one or two, but this is the first um, instance in which you have, you can make a comparison, so might yes. as well do it, right? Yes. Uh, overall, I thought it was a more I enjoyed reading the book more than I enjoyed reading Eye of the World. I got the sense that was because it was more... There, there were things already established, so uh, Jordan kind of had more freedom to explore what was already there. It's like he'd already done the work. Yes, and like... So, for example, one of the big thing, One of the big reasons I... With the one that I like more is that it starts off right away i mean there's a little bit of after well i guess the first roughly 100 pages or so it's, it's technically all aftermath from the climax of the eye of the world mm -hmm. but like it's very much like it, it doesn't feel like like oh this is like eye of the world part 2 2.5 or 2.5 or whatever right um and so for example the immediately you have the Emerlyn Cedar eyes, and like that's a big deal. She's yeah. she's kind of important. We like, heard about her a few times in the last book, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, yeah. She she's definitely mentioned, but um, and then like within the first hundred pages, you get this really interesting conversation between Maureen and Swan Sanche. Yes, I believe it's Swain. Swain, Swain. I Instance number 532 of pronunciation uh, confusions. <laughs> yes, uh, many hundreds or thousands of more to be to visited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but kind of reading over that scene again, it, it struck me how, like, it's when you have, like, the, the Emerlin seat can, can kind of be considered... Um, the leader of the good guys, yeah. sort of, um, in, 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 in the in the large sense. In, in the sense that, like, I I'm not 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 Dumbledore, close more like Dumbledore than Gandalf in that sense. More like Dumbledore, in which like is universally understood to be like this is the person who we look to yes. in troubled times, the most powerful magic user around. Yeah, um, for now. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're t but they're talking, and it's more like uh, a uh, two like, girls conspiring. Yes, I mean they're they they are like best friends. They yeah. are best friends, and they are seem to be competent schemers. So it is more than that, but still, you usually don't see this uh, this. Uh, big powerful figure um, like this engaging in this 
big act of rebellion. Minutia, not, yes. Yeah, Minutia, well, yeah, we'll go, yours was better, go ahead. But um, engaging in this kind of act of rebellion where they end up saying something like, we will be um, more likely than not stilled or punished if yeah. we um, get figured out. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's, so like, what's going on here? So those states are established really early. And I just, yes. I also just like that it's, it's an example where, I mean, it, seeing Moraine in that, I liked seeing Moraine in that context, where it, it was basically all, some of her wall, well, both, as much of their walls as we have seen were down as like, Yes, probably as much as they be. ever would yeah. be down. Yes, yeah. And even then, Moraine says, I better get out of here before I let on that there's some stuff I'm still not telling you. And you're like, really? <laughs> still? You're, you're keeping secrets yeah, from it's... your longtime best friend who you're conspiring against most other Aes Sedai with? Well, and it's interesting. It's not, it's not necessarily, well, aspiring against, except for the Reds. But, like... <laughs> it's mostly the Reds. Yeah, um... But it's, um, but it, cause it's not like it's, a, well, it, yeah, but conspiring is cer certainly more against like the norm of their, so their main goal is we're going to like make sure the dragon reborn is ready to fight the dark one. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that gets all the way down to the minutia because, um, I think, I think it's understood in this section um, that um, ability or just strength in the one power has a lot to do with influence in the tower, um, in Tarval. And yes. um, Swain Sanchi is the, one of the strongest, if not the strongest, women in the tower. Um, and they end up talking about uh, the fact that they have these three young channelers mm -hmm. who are incredibly powerful right now, let alone their potential. Yes. And they're talking about, okay, what is the... You have Elaine, who... Um, it, it, Elida is all, like, um, messed up in Andor. Um, yes. And so she might... They're worried that she turns red, but then you have Egwene and Nynaeve, who show no propensity towards turning red. And you see those machinations of thinking, like, what are these... What alignment are these powerful, new powerful chess pieces going to be? Because that matters in regards to influence in the tower. In the tower, yes, and that matters as far as what direction the tower is going to go in you know, leading the world towards the last battle. Yes, interesting stuff. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, and that's obviously that's the type of stuff that we didn't really get in either the world and. That's not a knock on Jordan or the book or the Eye of the World as a book. That's just, I mean, the Eye of the World has a lot of things it has to do, specifically in like introducing the reader to this world. Mm -hmm. And so, those, like you'd said, those are certain things that, that uh, obviously, like, it's a 14 book long series. There's a lot of world to see yeah, and is. a lot of things to happen that are going to happen. But so, I don't think he wanted us to see much of it that didn't have to do with the Emonsfield people mm -hmm. suddenly realizing, oh my God, this city's bigger now. This city's bigger. Just the entire um, yeah. experience of seeing the world outside of themselves and just seeing how big it is, which the minutia of Tarvalon politics don't really play into. Yeah, 
This is kind of random. You're, you're, the way you phrase it, this city is bigger, like, when they go to Berlon, Berlon, right? Berlon. And then, um. Whitesbridge. White, yeah, Whitesbridge. And Whitesbridge Caitlin. And, and, yeah, it, it's kind of, it, just, just like in Dragon Ball Z, right? This guy's more powerful. And now this guy's more powerful. I'm, I'm sure Toriyama was, like, I'm sure that was a, an intentional uh, literary choice that he made Oh, that's as well. right, yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah, Jordan has his own ones of those, but it's usually about the this man is taller than the oh. last tallest man that we saw, or this woman is more beautiful than the last yeah, most beautiful woman. Yeah, well, there's, we'll have a discussion at some point about Jordan and um, how he physically describes women and, and their mannerism in his books, but... <laughs> yes, yes, we, um, will, we will tackle that, yeah. indeed. Um, okay, so that's uh, Swain that's, and Moraine. Yeah, I also liked that you get a threat real quick when the keep is, like, attacked by the Trollocs. Right. They they don't stand around for very long. They, they go again and... Uh, travel, which I know you have mixed feelings about them traveling. Sometimes it's not so great. Sometimes it's like, oh, great, we're seeing new places. Yeah, yes, that's a good way to, that's actually a really good way to put it, like how I view it exactly. And I, it, it's, and maybe, okay, admittedly, this is probably the, this is probably the Sanderson fan in me, and because Sanderson said this, that he doesn't like showing a lot of physical travel in his books. And so, like, maybe that's kind of that influence is wearing off on me a little bit. Maybe that's the part of this series he didn't like. He, but hey, that's, when he when he started with Stormlight, that's probably, like, obviously there's a lot of things in Stormlight that are influenced by Wheel of Time. I'm sure that that's one of the things that he did not want to mm -hmm. <laughs> influence Stormlight. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, in, the biggest thing with the travel for me is that I... It, some sections usually get go a little too long. Like there's a section in here where, well, like they're they're doing the thing. They're like hunting the horn. Mm -hmm. or they're participating in the great hunt, which mm -hmm. is funny because none of them technically took like the hunter's oath or whatever. Oh well, actually no, that's like totally irrelevant because the whole, I mean. That's totally irrelevant because they start with the horn at the beginning of the book. <laughs> they do. They they won for a bit, and yes. then and then they were like, "Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> we just they, we just lost it again." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically back to the traveling thing real quick. It it, it does sometimes get, or oftentimes for myself, it, uh, he gets too long winded with it. I think. Um. Sure. And that's, that's just, for me, like, like, there are some times where, oh, it's cool to see this little city, or, like, and that, oh, that was an interesting interaction, but there are certain parts, like, specifically when they're in the initial, semi-initial phase, when they're chasing the Trollocs through different towns, and, like, each town's kind of the same, like, there's some form of the Trollocs wasted it somehow, and right. they're looking for things. Like, clues as to which way they went, and, like, obviously that stuff's important, because, like, I mean, you, you need to show, like, you need to show progression somehow, but, like, by the fourth town, I'm kind of like, alright, like, let's, let's, let's have some plot progress as opposed to, or in addition to the, like, physical progress there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
it is. I did find it. Um, I think unconsciously at the time, I found it um, really helpful to be able to see the the really small details of the world mm-hmm. that um, might not have any purpose other than to say um, to to kind of paraphrase a metaphor of Patrick Rothfuss. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's Rothfuss yeah. um, to not uh, feel like you turn to the left and suddenly you see that everything is just a set piece. Oh. You just, everything, mm-hmm. yep. even if you kind of look behind or to the left or to the right, everything is still there. Nope, that that makes sense. And it's in, what is interesting, and I'm, this is something that I, I, I get, I'm, it's polarizing for me depending on the chapter, but he seems to open most chapters with two or three paragraphs of description. Yeah, yeah. In, in is, general. He that's kind of like the meta- the metaphor for that is um, having a, a, a an overhead shot with a camera and then kind of panning across that and then zooming in onto the character's mind yeah and, and that, experience and... Um, which is most of the chapters that aren't climax chapters well y- yes yeah by the time you get to like the last like quarter of the book or whatever it's a little different but yeah no i mean that and that's in i'm not that's not a bad thing there's sometimes where there are really cool like description scene setting stuff in those like passages Mm -hmm. Uh, there are some times where i'm kind of like all right like like we were just with these guys like i i know where they are are already but it it is an interesting device Uh, and you had mentioned at some point i don't know if it's on the podcast or like when we were talking about books before that he does like he does that like very high level at the beginning of each book when he starts with the like the the wheel will the phrase about the wheel of time the wheel of time turns and ages come yes yeah yeah. that whole that Mm -hmm. Um, and that that i kind of like that i like because it is kind of like a oh like all right we're back into this thing yeah that's right yeah it's 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 cyclical isn't it Yes. Well, it's it's similar to Rothfuss's Three Silences. It is. King Killer Chronicle. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's a pretty good device. Yeah. um, Frankly. Um, And you have your mentioned um, wondering if the whole thing is a character-driven story. Oh, yes. What what prompted that um, possibly uh, jaded observation? (laughs) Because, because there wasn't much, because not a lot of things necessarily happen, at least so far in, well, uh, see, that's not even, well, okay, not a lot of things happen relative to the length of the book. Alright, uh, see, I don't even feel right, I don't really even agree with how I put that. Yeah, maybe you're not, as far as your memories go, you're not intellectually agreeing with that, but something made you feel that yeah, way. It, and probably not even something in particular, but just the way that the events connected or how it didn't it didn't seem to generate forward momentum. Yes, I like that better. Like, there, there were certain parts that didn't necessarily feel like it generated forward momentum, but there was diff- there. But there was a lot of there is a lot of time spent on like how characters react to like different things and 
like sometimes that's cool but sometimes it's kind of like all right like i know how like i i i know exactly what 90 is going to say when like i don't know any male disagrees with her <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and you, you put, with the plot you really just have a macguffin well that's that's, yes. that's really what that's about uh, at mean, least for the um for the boys and most of the cast um whereas the the the, the girls are the girls through. had a lot more cool things going on than the guys in general in this book because I like just the White Tower's a cool place to, like, be. Well, it's in... I don't know if I would ever want to actually... It's certainly not Hogwarts. I wouldn't want to, like, learn there. <laughs> but, like, it, it is a cool... Like, it's a really interesting... There's some really interesting things that Jordan does with it. Yeah, this is your... Um, this is your Camelot of the yes. story. And you really... Even if there are parts of it you don't like, and I think it's good that there are parts of it you don't like, that, that one does not like. About, about about the white tower. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even so, the reader gets a sense of this is this is the place of of the stories. This is where things yeah. are ha get made and unmade, and just where shit yeah. happens um, in the context of this story. Yeah. No. And yeah, yeah. It's. I'm trying to remember specifically. Well. Yeah, I guess we can talk about this now. I probably my one of my favorite sections, if not my favorite, if not, if, if not my like favorite section of the book was Nineties Accepted Test, and that was one of the scenes that I reread real quick, real mm -hmm. quick, and I was just blown away by it because I forgot the 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 heartbreak of having to leave situations that really needed her mm -hmm. yes and remind me what the oh the first one is her with oh what's his what's his with, face with the, uh, Agador. yeah Agador, then yeah. the second so re, that got so her to be re, angry yeah so re, recap real quick her acceptance 90s the acceptance touch with the eyes that i you must pass through a terangrial oh, that's a giant archway Right, yep. there's a sequence of archways, mm -hmm. three times, and kind of experience and kind of and and you must face some large obstacle that's within yourself. It, it doesn't explicitly say past, present, and future. I don't. I don't think it does. Does it? It's the same Christmas Carol. No, <laughs> it's not. But like, but that's kind of the feeling I got a little bit. But yeah, because yeah, because not, you get the sense that you know, at a time when you know things were really messed up and Agonor might have been prowling about, that was probably the past. And then present is like this is not, her life that she's Eamon's because that was in Eamon's field. And then the future, her, the future yes. she envisions yes. is with Lan. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and I, the Lan one in, it's weird because. In general, I really, really, really dislike her relationship with Lan because it feels—I'm sorry—but it feels so disingenuous from both of their perspectives. Like, well, I, yeah, I don't—I don't I think—I don't think either of them like would connect like at all because I don't know. Other than the fact that they're both very like stubborn, like, <laughs> um, but, I can see 
what she sees in him. I can't see what he sees in her. Well, yes, because she she well, all right. This is a tangent, but it's it will tie back to her accepted test. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, yeah, she sees in him. She sees a male that like she does that like in her view gets it, and she won't need to like basically like and she won't need to basically like handhold like all the time or yeah. at least to get to things that she thinks are the right answers to things yeah yeah that, that's that's perfect uh, yeah yeah that, that um really articulates articulates it i think um but to him she should really just he seems too worldly to for it to really her, her to really make an impact on him but maybe that's kind of the irony of love, where it's that's something that isn't in his life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because obviously the woman he interacts with most with, like Moraine, is certainly you could say she's worldly. Yeah, I, I think so. I think she is her, the worldly like, character. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah, that I see that, and I guess a lot of it's just the way that Jordan writes it. I just like, but. This is not well, one of... I have three um, <laughs> relationships that I really like, and I, I will say that Nine Even Land is not one of them. Yeah. Now, that being a preamble to... I actually liked how they depicted that in the accepted test. Because she it wasn't... And honestly, her in a lot of the accepted test, she wasn't really... And, and the reason why I liked her in that, in like that whole sequence a lot too is because she isn't like angry, bitter, or like, or she doesn't act, at least act super angry or bitter all the time. Like you actually see, oh, like these are like core things that motivate her character. And this is like her right. like real like, this, this is, these are the things that she, that she kind of pushes down with the anger or bitterness. Mm-hmm. And you and that is, I think, the way in which the test is able to strip that away. Because when you take your life and strip it down to its bare essentials, the way you conduct yourself is also going to be stripped down to its barest essentials. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see that with her. And, and I think that we get a sense of satisfaction that um, when the chips are down, she is much more pleasant and relatable than she is in the course of her everyday life. Yeah, yeah. And those should be different things. That makes the yes. character more real. Yes, no, yeah. Like, there. well, yeah, and so this is kind of a, this is kind of an, a seg, well, it's a segue to a point I'm going to make about this particular thing, but I, that this is an excellent example of some of something in a science fiction or fantasy book mm-hmm. or story that tell that can be like related to just as well, if not better than like regular fiction than right. than not than not than fiction not of those genres would be. Yes. Now you can have even even not in magical realism, mm-hmm. which is the you know the f- fiction with a bit of a fantastical twist that's not doesn't overwhelm the work Mm -hmm. um you you could do something like this and even the the, you can have some metaphorical or um 
transcendent element in regular fiction that might be able to do this too. Um, but ironically, because this is something that the rest of the story makes possible, mm -hmm. it feels more grounded. Yes. <laughs> then no, it yes. So then, if say for example, it were to be a fiction book that doesn't have magic or even magic or realism, where like it's just like it's because the the context that would. The, the context that something like, something like this would happen in in a non book a book not of the this genre would be like a dream <laughs> dream sequence yeah, that's sequence. what I was gonna say yeah but even then like you like you just said it, it feels grounded and it's real because well as far as we're to well she does really experience those things I mean she to, does, yeah to, to what to what extent well they don't know yeah it, how real it is right but it, it's either way there there can be actual ramifications for the characters should they fail or should should they fail to should they fail this test it it is happening inside your head, ninety. But what's the, how's that to say that it is not real? Yes. Um, but yeah, some people come out with um, actual marks on their body and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. Um, the one thing they know for sure is that you have to send the person in there unprotected, or not oh. shielded, and trying not to channel it all. Because if you try to protect yourself, you're you're probably going to get stilled. Oh yeah, yes. While you're, which is interesting because she channels and like against Agenor. Yes. And then like I forgot, but they were just, surprised. Yes, and I forget that, that she came back and was still able to channel. Yes. Yeah, because that was like a big deal. I forget who exactly oversees her. Sherium. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and again, I yeah. I just read this, so that's how I know that. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that makes sense because she yeah, but um. Yeah, so, like, she's very, like, oh, like, what do you mean you channeled? So, like, it's interesting that, yeah. Um, Sherim is, like, the, the the nice teacher or the nice nurse in school. <laughs> yeah, pr pretty pretty much. Like, it, it's weird, even though they, like, because, yeah, it's, because, like, the, with Elaine and, like, with Elaine and, um, Egwene, like, when they're doing their, um, novice stuff like it's like she she has that like that they're always threatened to be sent to the principal's office basically yes but like so she's kind of like the principal but like kind of not really like but like nice but like ah it's yeah it's, it's a weird thing yeah um yeah but yeah anything else on her on the accepted test though um no no, that, I think that was it for me. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I just that that section in particular, I remember reading and being like, "Wow, this is great stuff." <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and I yeah, I agree about the. Um, I like finding examples where um, we can be reminded that fantasy needs to be with us because yes. without it, we would not get the type <laughs> of insights. Um, or expressions of human conflict that we do. Yes, and so like, so because in this example, you are thinking, or the reader might think, well, if I were taking the accepted test, what would, what are possible, what are possible um, 
what are possible like obstacles or whatever you want to call them that I could have to that I would have to overcome if I were doing this mm -hmm. and, and and like the million dollar question would I be able to pass that <laughs> right yeah yeah so it's a really interesting self-reflection mm -hmm. exercise um the other kind of staying on 90 for a second mm -hmm. like I don't I don't know how I feel about her basically only only being able to channel when she's angry and or at least it's another obstacle <laughs> it is and, yeah and I, I i don't i'm sure we'll get a little more of that later probably i just i don't know how i feel about it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um i i just you know it was something that she had to deal with and i i know that i've written characters like that that have like personality based obstacles to overcome um so that's not something that i ever particularly minded um because she's um kind of projected to be really strong yes um, all... it feels like a, a decent nerf on her yeah no that's you know that that's Fair if you think about it that way, because like going back to what you said earlier about Nine of Queen and Elaine all being these super powerful, potentially and already super powerful people, yeah. it, they 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 always they meaning people who know how to use magic to talk about them, um, always comment that oh she's the strongest, but like only when she's angry. So I, mm -hmm, that is right. a, that is a thinking of it that way is a, I guess a fair. Or it, 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 that makes it a little better for me to yeah. conceptualize. And I think I remember seeing a note um, from you somewhere saying, Nynaeve needs to get over herself. And yes. she really needs to get over herself if she is going to reach her full potential. Yes, because... Otherwise, she, she will be hobbled by this block. Because she'll eventually, if she's able to reach like full sisterhood, like in her current as her current self, she'll, I mean, all of these other people are going to be like, oh, Trollic, Fireball. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, oh, but hold on, I'm not angry yet. Wait, don't, don't, don't come any closer yet. Like, yeah, so that, and it, Trollic, please don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please um, stop. I mean, not, not that a Trollic would probably, I mean, that wouldn't happen this early. I mean, because she still has plot armor, but, <laughs> well, I mean, they, they all kind of, they, they all, they, I mean, I mean, I, I, well, I yeah. said I have enough, um, restricting them already yes. without, um, this additional block. Uh, yes. No, I agree. And, no, and that's your thing is the other, the other, I said I restrictions are really interesting. Like the, is the rod, is the rod, yeah, the they, oath, do, do they talk about the oath stuff in the, in here? I forget. Um, they, I know they mention it. Man, they do it so early. Like, um, I know they mention it, and I, don't, I still don't know, like, much about it, but... The, the odes are, um, you know, you can't... You can't uh, lie is the one they always You can't mention. lie. You can't use the power as a weapon except against Shadow Spawn. Or self-defense? Or defense... Um... I don't know about self-defense, and then there is one other major oath that I am forgetting. Is, is it protection of another sister? 
Or is that part of like Shadow, the Shadow Spawn one? I'm not sure. I don't, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, Asimov's it's, three laws. Let's just go with those. Asimov. Asimov. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, but like those are, yeah, there are like, yeah, I, I agree that in general, the Aes Sedai, those are, and those restrictions are often enough just because it's, yeah. What else about the girls this book? Um, there, there's, well, there's well, plenty. There's, there, plenty. There, there, there's one I, major thing about this. About girls, this book. Yeah, I, I, we'll see if we get to that in, in this episode. I might want to save that. Well, we'll see. I mean, I guess for, that's, I, that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. Just because I mean it, that. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the Sean Sean next. Okay. We'll see. Maybe next time if that's. Let's talk about Rand. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He's, he's also he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's also book. in this book. He um, he's a pretty important character. A little bit. Um, so we we start him uh, off with Lan. Yes, and um, I liked that sequence when he's like Lan's like teaching him. Yeah, like sword stuff. Like mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, are, I, I know there are points where Lan is really trying to reach out to him and you kind of get the sense that Lan recognizes that Rand has the you could call it a brooding sensibility um but yes, it's just that, it's it's that, a, that they both share <laughs> it's, a, it's a tendency to take responsibility onto himself and just kind of hold it tight inside I think Rand sees that yes and he and um what's kind of antithetical to how he um, conducts himself most of the time, Lan reaches Land. out and said, hey, I think I understand what you're going through. And Rand kind of throws it away, like, I don't want to talk about that. That's too personal. Yeah, like, R- 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 if R- Lan R- is reaching out, it's a really rare opportunity. To I actually, think, like, connect with him. <laughs> I think you should take it. <laughs> yeah, because most of his interactions with people are going to be, like... Um, the stoic, like, p- very pragmatic, this is where we need to go, this is what we need to do. Unless it's Moraine, but even then, most of their non-pragmatic communication is either, like, sideways glances or, like, like is non-verbal, yeah. just tone of voice things that only they can, like, pick up on. <laughs> Which is great because you're, like, um, this, this goes to uh, this note about the... Um, a bond between Aes Sedai and Warder, mm-hmm. which we still don't know much. No, uh, we'll we'll still find out much more about that. Um, but you 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 wonder like, is that the uh, the the dynamic? Is that the the bond between them, or is it um, is it, they've just spent so much time together? Yeah. yeah and, and how much I, of it is? How and, much of it is? And, and I'm hoping one. Yeah, and that's I, I'm hoping that when we learn more about that, that it is more gray, and it's kind. Well, it probably depends a little bit on the order, maybe I don't know. But I, I hope that it is kind of gray. How much of it is the actual bond, whatever magical bond they have, mm-hmm. and also just like their relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we, well, you know, we could, well, okay, no, let's let's finish talking about Rand, or keep talking about Rand. Oh, Rand, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not move away from Rand just yet. Um, the, so, 
There are no. Go ahead. You, you something good. Nah, nah. You can go ahead. Um. So he well. Do we want to talk about Kai with him and Kyrian, or do we want to? Oh well, yeah. I, I mean, Kyrian is pretty like. Um, there are a lot of specifics and particulars going on in Kyrian that I'm not going to remember. What I That's remember funny. is it being really, really funny. It yeah, it it's is. pretty funny because everyone thinks that he's got this master oh, it's plan. Great. It's and yes. he's like, and when he tells them, I do not have a master plan, I don't know what I'm doing, they're like, oh, that's a great move. <laughs> it's, gr- it's great. It, it's, it's great. Because it, 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 it just pisses him off more yes. and make, it in, make him even more obstinate about, I don't have a plan. And, and that makes the other people even more obstinate about, wow, that is a great plan. <laughs> what a strange, what a strange creature, but he's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's, but, but, because in there, in, well, in, in people that play the great game, right. every, everything is about the great game. Yes. So every single decision that you make in your interactions with people mm-hmm. is about, like, how you're moving towards your political goals. Right. <laughs> and Rand doesn't really doesn't really have political goals at this point. I mean, he has goals, but like they're not they're not they have nothing to do with social movement. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's still developing the goals that he has in mind and they're pretty simple goals it's, right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're all he can deal with right now, and, and that's one of my favorites. What, 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 I really like the sequence when he goes to Bar Barthanus. I think it's like the se- the second most powerful person in Kyria. Mm-hmm. And he, they go to like their they go to like a party, and basically Brand's trying they because they find out that Paran Fane and and Trollacord want uh might have used the Waygate that is in the Ogier Grove in the palace. That was a lot of details. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, huh? the, the, the steading. Yeah, or the, the steading, the yeah. Steading. Yes, right, because Loyal like, figures out that, yeah, hey, there's a, right. there's a steading there. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I really like that sequence just because it's, I mean, I, I'm, I like any sort of political intrigue in stories, and so I, I kind of was reading this, and I'm like, hmm, this seems like we're going to get more of this later <laughs> on, like, a larger scale, where, like, people have actual political goals rather than pretend political goals for the night. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, Baron's with them, right? I think she's with them in this sequence. Is she? Okay. What there is an ice she pops would... up at different points. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, right. yeah, there is... Because she's a traveler. Wait, 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 I mean, she's she's a, a not not that kind of. She, I was she just say, uh, hold on, God. She's she's just she she gets around. Oh yes, for, okay. For a brown, she gets around. Ah, <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, that and it's kind of weird because they don't like our only exposure or the our impression of browns is supposed to be nose in their books. Yeah, nose in their books. Yeah, they're gonna sit in their wait for it ivory tower. <laughs> and uh, read their books all day. That's right. But she, well, she still reads her books, but, like, she also goes and does things. <laughs> uh-huh. 
But yeah, in the in the name of I, I like to think in the name of gathering knowledge. So it's still kind of like a brown's heart, but but just she just travels as much as a blue. Yes, yeah. Except her goals are not like I'm going to forward my cause. It's I want to learn about this interesting thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that was particularly that whole party sequence was just great because all these people that are interacting with Rand and trying to um, gain his and gain his favor and whatnot, mm -hmm. and he is like, "Help, <laughs> help me!" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, this is something that he has like absolutely no um, ex experience with, and it's not even something that. Um, like in like a really stressful or fighting situation, he can maybe he he has some ingenuity. He can maybe find his way yeah. out of it. But this is mm. he's just totally, totally, completely opposite from where his strengths are. Oh at yeah. this point in time. Yes, yeah, and, and in yeah. fact, the whole he's especially especially at this point, he's he's super resistant to the whole "I am a lord" thing. Yeah, and so like even though. I am not a lord, except for when he tries to drive his friends away at the beginning of the book, which we haven't talked about. Oh, we didn't. He has um, that Harry in the Order of the Phoenix moment. Yes, he does. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, where he's, he pretends to, that it has gone to his head. So that, so that they hate him and don't want to spend time with him. Yes, um, but they're like... Nah, we don't buy that. <laughs> no, they do. Or, or no, 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 they, they do. do. They do. That's right. That's right. They do. I think Egwene doesn't buy it, um, and, yeah. and she basically has to admit to her, yeah, I'm pushing everyone away because I can channel. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, because... But Mance like, and Perrin believe him until yeah. they find the banner in his bag. Right. Oh, yeah, because they're all together at that point. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because uh, they don't know that... Do they know at this point? Like, is that is that when they learn that he can channel? That is when they learn. Okay, and yeah. even when I was reading that, the, a little bit of a tangent. Even when I was reading that the first time, I was thinking like, so you go from finding this banner that you can't have seen more than many times in your life, right, to being like my best friend of forever can channel. There could be a lot of reasons why he has that banner in his bag. Yeah. Other than the most extreme reason of he's a at least a false dragon. <laughs> yes, and I yeah, and I, I I think that there are certain times plot wise when characters make those kind of leap, logical leaps, or um, when something's right in front of their face and they don't and they don't it. yeah yeah it's yeah. it's uh, it does great sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I don't know if we've. Right now, have, have we seen, right, like, to this point, have we seen any of those other, it's right in front of their face and they don't see it? Um, Greyman? <laughs> oh, uh, 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 hey, that, that's actually a good one. Um, wait, uh, where do we see Greyman in this book? Um, in the it's attack, like, I think there's some the attack, what, I think, at the beginning. Right, yeah, it's, it's, there's but, one in this book, there's, like, one in the, Book. There's, yeah, 
They, I feel like, yeah, they just kind of turn up when Jordan needs, like, a silent assassin, but he doesn't want to, I don't know. He, he didn't want to, like, write, write an actual character. <laughs> they're, they're, an interest, they're interesting, though. We won't talk about Grey Men for a while, for a long time, but... Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're the literal definition of ninjas, because... They basically don't have souls, right? Or, like, they're... Uh, or, yeah, is that, or should like I not that. be asking that right now? I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's something like that. I don't um, really understand. Yeah, their whole thing is that they're like so nondescript that they just are you do you do not notice them at all, which is this, which is a ninja's yes. way and a ninja's costume. Speaking of nondescript, it is kind of funny because whenever this is also kind of another tangent on that tangent. When whenever Jordan is talking about. Like, he's, when he's going through the party and describing what they're all doing in a particular scene, and he gets to land, he always mentions the cloak and how you can, if you weren't looking for him, you wouldn't see him. Or, like, like every single time. It's it's fine, but it just, sometimes I'm like, alright. Another um, one of those yeah. repetitive phrases. Yeah, yep. but. Yep. Um, I love to hate him or love to love them, whatever, take your, take yes, your pick. Yes, depending on the situation. That's right. <laughs> Or the or the statement. Yes. Um, um but Rand, but Rand stuff. So back yeah, to Rand's Rand. character. Um, he is just um Yeah, it's it's a different situation than the first book because he really didn't know what he could do. So this no. is his his first um thing of dealing with him being able to um do it. So he is like I am capable of this, but he has he's in this space of not having accepted the identity yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get the sense that by the end of the book, he kind of has. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and it's and it is. I, I kind of like what you said about the first book. Is kind of with eye of the world. He doesn't quite know what he can do, and then in this book. He does, but there's just this overwhelming fear of, like, I cannot channel or I will die type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I will go um, mad and then die yeah, or yeah, get yeah, killed. That, yeah. Or I could get gentled, and I don't know if that's worse than not getting gentled. It's, yeah, it's, it's actually it's, really effed up. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's pretty interesting. Um, which kind of, yeah, which makes it really, yes, and it does, I'm trying to think of the instances in this book when he actually channels, when he uses the portal stones. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm trying to think of like specific instances when he like channels. I mean, and there might have been maybe it wasn't so like consequential a moment. It might have been more like the part in the first book where he um, breaks off the part of the cart to make the barrels roll. oh yes yep 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 mm-hmm. or when he makes bella go faster yes because i'm trying to think the the only other major time he would probably use that like channel or use the one power besides the portal zones would be in the climax and i don't really remember him he mostly just sword fights right Right, but there's the, there's definitely the one well, power in there because they kind of fight in the, in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Do we? All right. Do we want to talk about the climax? Do well. Do we want to talk about that part of the climax? Or um, I'm just trying to think in terms of if that makes more sense. 
because it's a it's a Rand thing. Um, I, I would I would save that for next. All right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah that's fine. Okay. Um, what are let's let's uh, go on to Perrin. Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember stuff that he does. He's, is he taking on more? characteristics of a wolf yes um, yeah i mean there well yeah there's there's wolf stuff i, I don't I, it's not sticking out to me as much as it did in either world mm-hmm. um yeah probably because i think there's more i think there's more there's more specific things in this book that i that kind of stuck out to me in general this is not this is not a big parent book there, there are not many things that are there there are things from three and definitely from four that I remember more so than two. Yes. Uh, which, to be fair, it's not... I mean, he, he doesn't... His character doesn't really need, like... It's not really about him. Like, if mm-hmm. if anything, I think that this is, like, Egwene's book. Yes. More than anybody else. Yes, Egwene. This is really Egwene if, yeah, and if for no, starting off. Yes, and if for no other reason, then you, you almost, like, see her... The most except maybe Rand, but like I feel like she, I feel like she has more like character. I don't know. I maybe that just because I liked her scenes more than Rand's scenes in general in this mm-hmm. book. But like it feels like she like yeah, it, just, it feels like she's driving. She drives things a little. She bit is more. a dr- she is an active protagonist, yeah. um, which is it's it's nice to have one of those. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when like half of your cast are like schemers waiting for like their moment and like or or brooders or brooders who don't yes. want their moment to come. Yes. And then but like no, it's never really going to come. So like just yeah, random Matt or Perrin, not really Matt. Well, Matt well, no, Matt, we'll Matt talk about a little less so. Matt um, less so, but that's another. You just talk about yeah. how Matt um you know, is not, is, is like even less so than Perrin, um, still don't have any point of view from Matt, Correct. um, uh, except for that, uh, he happens to be the one that blows the horn. That's right. Well, okay. So if we're going to, cause I have, we can take that part. All right. I have something to say about the horn of Valir in general. Johnny has something to say. I think that that moment is that, that moment when Matt blow actually blows the horn of Valir and calls back the armies of the dead or the whatever other calls back the armies from the past and whatnot, that moment felt a little unearned for me. I think that it, when we go to talk about the maybe more of the climax in general, um, I think you were saying how all of it really all of it was cool. Yes, but. So much of it was with, felt unheard. with the major exception being all the stuff with the shot chunk. But yeah, okay. we'll get there. But yeah, and that and that like and, and, uh, yeah. So I mean, it, and I yeah, I get it. It's something f- important for Matt to do. Mm-hmm. I I wonder whether this isn't one of those things where he was kind of Jordan was unsure of what emphasis to put on it because these first few books were kind of the start of the story but also kind of the middle of the story because yeah. he, because they were originally fewer books because didn't he yeah because what it was originally planned as how many is it seven 
I thought I read or, that he was he came to Tom Doherty with a plan ep, a plan for an epic epic fantasy that would span three books. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! I mean, they're well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really have much to say other than whoops. <laughs> I don't know about what else you could say. There. Yeah. That I mean, I, but that is a good point though, and that I, I guess. If you're going to look at it from that point of view, then, like, this would be that, then that moment would happen at the end of, like, the second act yes. of, like, the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, in that context, then, yeah, like, it, it is, yeah, like, it is technically, like, it, it, this is technically a, I mean, it is a middle chapter because it's not, obviously not, the big, I mean, it, it's interesting because, like, like you said, like you were saying, like, I'm still, I'm still thinking of this as I'm in the very beginning of this story still. Right. Because, like, the, well, there's 13 more books. Or, well, 13 inc- including, like, the 12, 13 more books, <laughs> depending on what you And there from. does get to a point uh, where you're, you feel like, oh, I'm in the middle of this story, and it's flowing along mm-hmm. at a, a pace that I expect. Yep. As opposed to short bursts of kind of one book, one book, one book, which one and two, and I will say three, kind of feel like. Yes. Um, yeah. and, but then at a certain point, you're like, oh, I, this is what I expect. Yes. No, I, I'd agree with that about three, although we'll obviously talk about three when we talk about three. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd agree with that in terms of how, for at least the first three books feel. Yes. Um, which again, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's interesting. One through three are an arc yeah. um, of sorts. Not like, I, I know how you say that um, Sanderson is talking about it's with, different, his, no, with yeah, his yeah, Way I, of Kings. It's not, it's not like that, but it's, it's still in one sense. No, like it one is. One through three and four through six, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely, def- to my knowledge, having, I mean, I, I've read through, Dra- through Dragon Reborn, like, I, I would agree, I would definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, because you, re- again, we'll talk about, when we talk about three, but... There are, there are conclusions for, stu- there are conclusions at the end of that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and at the end of this one too. Like, not, yes. not. I mean, the, the only real major conclusions are they blow the horn, and Rand like officially declares himself the dragon. The dragon. Yes. Those are like the big ones, mm-hmm. but. Oh, there is something else about Rand. Mm-hmm. Um, you have here um, the, his interactions with the Void Sidene um, are yes. a mixture of negative temptation and claiming what is yours. Explain yourself, sir, because I really like that line. Um, so, I, I, I'm trying to remember what I meant by claiming what is yours, but the negative temptation... So, and this, is, this could be another one of those real-world segues or real-world things where people deal with, like, temptations and whatnot. But basically, whenever Rand uses the power, he goes into, like, the void of, mm-hmm. between... What's, what is he? Void and... Void... The void... Void and the flame. The void and yeah. the flame. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The void and the flame. And then, at this point, once he's there, he can feel the one power, like, basically waiting to crash into his body... Flow through it, like mm-hmm. like 
Similar to the females, but it seems like a much stronger sensation for him. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, um... They, they might go through how, like, um... Especially when they talk about it with Nynaeve. With Saidar, you, you have to you have to surrender to it. You yes! Surrender mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. If you surrender to Saidin, you yes. will be crushed. Like, it will, con it will like, literally consume... It, 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 it'll, it will literally consume your body, mind, and soul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and obviously Rand, if not explicitly, instinctively kind of knows mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And it's great how, it is kind of nice how the Void is um, something from his adoptive father. Mm -hmm. um, something that is not... In a, in, a, in a large sense, magic-based. Yes, that I like he that. he uses mm -hmm. to deal mm -hmm. with the magic that he comes across. Yes, I do really like that. Um, yes. Uh, no, I am so, yeah, I, I do like how it is, in general, described when Rand goes to, like, channel and kind of the inner turmoil of, like, well, I should do this because, like, I want to and I can, and, like, I also need to to help us through this situation. Mm -hmm. Mainly in this book, it's like using the portal stones and stuff. But like, also like, man, like, if I start giving into this, like, I, I can already feel and at this and like you have the taint, obviously. So like, it's like at this. Yeah, Sai. I think yeah, Saiyadine itself is is well, hard to deal with. Plus, but, with but then the, the 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 taint makes him feel like sick inside. Yeah, like time. it's like and it, it's. But it's also the most, because it's still Saeedine, it's the most intoxicating feeling ever at the same time. Yes, and Jordan, the way he describes him getting, like, sick and stuff is very physical. Like, it's a very physical It's always about him that... getting burning hot and freezing cold. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, ah, that sounds supremely uncomfortable. Yes. Um, you mentioned his adopted father. Do we want to talk, there isn't a whole lot about that. Well, in this, but they do... Isn't that at the beginning of the book? They talk about that in this book. Yeah, he... he, he, he when, when he's with Lan, um, Lan realizes that um, when Rand is looking at the Huron Mark blade, Lan tells him, in the Borderlands, if a man has the raising of a child, that child is his and no one can say any different. Yes. Is that what you're thinking of? No, I was thinking of, like... They reveal to him his, like, nature as a person. Like, who um, he is. And that's, you have... That is in this book. It, it, you have, yeah, um... And it, I yeah. think it's pretty... I, is it... I want to say it's Moraine talking, or... I want to say Moraine or Swain Swan. swan yeah, you have, you have so it here. This, you, you made these notes when you read the book. So, yeah. it's, uh... So, yeah, I mean, he was, he is, um... He is from Manatharan, but he has um, Aiel background. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, oh, that's like an, oh, that's an interesting tidbit about, well, about yes. my, like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm a part Armenian. I didn't even realize that. It's, yes. it's that sort of thing right now. It doesn't have any spe special significance. Yet. No, no, no. And nor was I going to go into it. It was just when I read it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Because all we've heard, like, 
we've just seen that you are these like intent like there are these there's this mystery surrounding them mm -hmm. and they're across the like they're across the border i forget what it's called yeah, um, the adem yeah, slash freeman slash like gerudo from zelda slash gerudo yeah. of this of this story yes <laughs> um yeah free i really liked your freeman analogy i think that's the best like Way to describe it. I need to reread Dune, but that's another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the Min, Min Na, I always say Manatheran, but is it Manatheran? I've always said Manatheran. Right. That's all I can. The, the claim, like, because it, it, it's then he has at least to our knowledge at this point these two very powerful heritages in terms of like in terms of and like yeah, yeah in terms of just ability. And um, just uh, resolve, and resolve and resistance. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? Anything that we talked about that we got on a tangent on on this episode that you want to go back to? Um, nah, I think that um, we covered everything we want to about Rand um, and and Matt and Perrin. Um, and I think that we can leave the rest yeah. for next time. Okay. Sounds good. So next time we will conclude our discussion of the Great Hunt. Um, talk about the Shanchan, the rest of the climax. Mm -hmm. and, and the White Cloaks. Yes. Yes. What The White Cloaks we'll is really those. interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and some more of the girls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, even some interesting things. In, yeah. There's a lot of. Stuff with the girls that we, okay. yeah. Uh, there's the preview then. <laughs> yes. So. Oh yeah, and then we didn't talk about the prologue, which I'd like. We which, yes, which we, I, we, which we, I, we which I do, yeah, which I do want to, which I do want to talk about. Okay. Because that was a factor in me, in like draw a big factor in drawing me into the story right away. Yes. But anyways, all right. So this has been the Acolytes of Merlin. We are your, we are your hosts, Johnny and John, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.